Hi, I'm Dan, and if you're new to homebrewing, so am I. Welcome to My Adventures in Homebrewing. Hey everybody, it's Dan, and it's that time once more to go around the world one more time and have a beer or two along the way. Thanks a lot for coming out. Um, we are going to be doing a, uh, another interview with Ryan Oxton from Spike Brewing. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. I also got to say thank you uh, to the guys that were on last week, uh, which was Ryan. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> I got Ryan on the brain. It's uh, Patrick Dawson from the gentleman who wrote the uh, Beer Geek Handbook. Fantastic gentleman. Had a great time. Uh, be sure to check out his book. Uh, if you go into the, into the description uh, below uh, of the video and also of the uh, podcast, you'll see the link to the uh, how to buy his book on Amazon. So go check him out. Honestly, you'll, you won't regret it. It is a hilarious book and you'll have a great time reading through it. I actually did learn quite a bit by, uh, by reading it. And this was the very first book I got before I got back into homebrewing. So I had a great time reading it. So uh, hang tight. We're going to hear from Escarpment Laboratories one more time, and then uh, we'll kick off with Ryan. Hey, it's Dan here one more time, and I'm happy to say that we are now, or should I say my podcast is now sponsored by Escarpment Laboratories. Yeast production for the fermentation of the exceptional craft beer. Whether your kit is on the stovetop or in a commercial brew house, wholesale yeast and quality control for the profitable pro brewer, community engagement and education for the discerning home brewery. If you are a craft brewer and you love using quality yeast, then you really do need to check out Escarbon Laboratories. Hey guys, and we're back. And like I said, we're back with Ryan Oxton from Spike Brewing. How's it going, Ryan? Good. Thanks a lot for having me, Dan. No worries. Thanks for coming back. Really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, excited to talk again, certainly. All right. So, um, like we did last time, uh, if we could hear a little bit about Spike and yourself, and then we'll we'll bash on. Yeah, of course. So, Spike, we've been around now, gosh, almost 10 years, and really... You know, Spike was kind of a, you know, a pipe dream back in the day. Ben, our owner, was taking kegs from his college house, taking the tops off of them, you know, and randomly found a, a niche market where people were using these kegs, these leftover kegs at parties and using them to brew beer. And uh, the engineer uh, that Ben is took it a step further and started, you know, finding local welders to add ports, things like that, uh, just here and there selling them on the web or locally here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and from there, he saw there was, you know, a market 10 or so years ago and said, you know, I can use my background. I can find a way to do these better, higher quality, you know, with high quality sanitary welded ports. And from there, it really grew. So from a keg to kind of a sourcing of, of kettles that we're welding in house. And, uh, you know, 10 years later now, we're, we're still in Milwaukee, but we're doing a lot more around fermentation, electrical brewing. Um, Still doing custom kettles like we have since day one, but the the product lines have really exploded since then. Um, so it's been an exciting, certainly, growth period for, for us here at Spike. That's awesome. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I've got a little bit of a horse in my throat. Um, so, like, uh, I know we touched on this bit last time. We were talking about uh, the Flex Plus and also the... Uh, the new lid that's come out. So what inspired the, the new lid for the Flex series? Yeah, so largely, you know, as these beer styles continue to emerge and as, you know, brewers, especially home brewers, become more and more creative in the ways that they're trying to innovate, they're trying to keep oxygen out of their beer, 
they're trying new fermentation techniques. We saw the need to, you know, really expand the, the, the ways that you can use the fermenter, you know, being a pressure vessel, we want it to be safe as well um, with things like pressure fermentation, spunding, you know, a lot of these beers, there's not many beers that doesn't seem that aren't dry hop these days, uh, depending on what you brew, but just trying to give, you know, customers more options to be safe as well as to do those things that they want to, you know, home brewing is such a creative space, giving them that outlet to do that safely. Um, and really it came from customer demand. Customers were really building up these apparatus like hop dosers and things off of one port on a fermenter lid. And we thought, geez, you know, we can give them the same features and just add the number of ports. So really customer driven on the, on the three port lid. Right on. So, excuse me. So is that lid only, that's only for the flex series. So um, is there any updates or anything new that you've done for the, uh, for the larger ferment fermenters that you have? Actually, we did it for all sizes. So every fermenter we we do offer in the three-port lid. So if you purchase a fermenter off the line, it's going to come with that three-port lid going forward. So we don't even carry the one-ports anymore. Um, so, yeah, I definitely see it even, you know, on the Flex, for example, is a great product to use it on. But especially as we get up to, say, things like CF30s, our one-barrel fermenter, there's a large amount of hops going into that. Mm -hmm. So having that extra port really gives you the opportunity to get the hops in quickly without off, you know, implementing a lot of oxygen into that fermenter. And so I, you know, we're seeing various uses of these three pour lids on all sizes of fermenters. Right on. So, <clears throat> excuse me, something I did see, and I think I forgot to ask last time, um, was with, uh, your, the brewing systems themselves, you have a, I think it's a condensation or, or a steam jacket or a lid that you can put on now to recover, uh, the water or so it doesn't just go up and, and create a like a moisture bomb inside your room is that right exactly for those of us that brew in the basement you know an hour boil is going to offer a lot of liquid potential to get into your rafters cause mold down the line and some of these breweries we're lucky to work with are in some pretty confined spaces as well so the steam condenser lid it does exactly that it takes steam turns it into liquid which can be you know, used for cleaning or go down the drain. Um, so it's been a really neat product line, especially, you know, for those brewing in the basement. So is that only one size or is there multiple sizes for the different vessels? Yep. Multiple sizes. So every size kettle, we have five different sizes of kettles, six with the nano. We have one to fit each, each individual size kettle. Right on. What have you been noticing that has been uh, one of the more popular, um, I guess other systems or fermenters that you guys have been noticing that homebrewers have a tendency to gravitate to. Yeah. I mean, I always preach, you know, when we're lucky enough to go to trade shows and things, the, the fermenters have really been a great product line for us. Carboys, you know, are a good entry position for homebrewers, but beer is made or broken in the fermenter. So being able to keep oxygen out, being able to add pressure to your beer, you know, if we look at say a hazy IPA, the second we introduce oxygen into that vessel, those hops and the beer itself, you know, the potential for oxidization is so high. Um, so I think the, the conical line has always been just a, a continual growth, you know, area for us. I think the solo, the single vessel electric system has been a great way for people to get into electric brewing at a nice price point, you know, a small scale. And mm -hmm. so the solo, I think we released that, uh, about a year and a half ago has been a great product for us as well. Right on. So honestly, because I am an all-in-one electric brewer, uh, I'd like to hear more about your solo uh, because 
I, to be honest, I, I don't know much about it other than it, it is, it's an all-in-one system. So I'd like to know uh, what if it's comparable to or a little better than, say, like maybe a Robobrew or Brazillo or a Mash and Boil or even a, a, a Grainfather. Sure, yeah. So it's basically, you know, our, our standard kettles, we make them in 10, 15, and 20-gallon kettles, same, you know, welded kettle. Um, we've created a, uh, stainless steel basket. So instead of maybe, you know, if you're doing brew in the bag brewing, you'd use a bag in this case, a steel basket holds your grains, um, similar to standard brew in the bag setups, no sparge system, um, really quick, easy brew day, easy to clean up, you know, fully electric. You can buy one in either 120 volt or 240 volt, 240 volts will of course heat quicker, uh, 120 for those of us that are brewing, say in an apartment or in the kitchen. Um, so, you know, really neat system, um, made to be easy. I think the learning curve is, is pretty, pretty light that you can jump in. You can dial in your numbers, dial in your recipes and brew days, you know, half the time of, say a three vessel system, your efficiency might not be what you would get on your standard Herm system or something along those lines, but it's a really fun brewing experience, you know, um, and a, and a great space saver as well. Is that still using the same kind of panel you would on say like your three vessel Herm system? Yep. It's basically the same made by the same company, our, our friends at electric brewing supply, but just taken in half, you know, instead of two pumps, there's one, instead of two heating elements, there's one. So really simple, three switches and but you know hold your temperature right where you want it for the entire mash and get your bowl boil rolling right away so okay so now one thing i i do know about the three vessel systems there's like their herms and there's a rims uh do you sell both or do you just tend to just focus on the herm system Yep. We just do the Herms. I think years ago, I think we've had the, the electric systems out for four or five years now. It was just a decision we made early on to stick with the Herms. We have great success heating, uh, heating that wort within, you know, with a separate vessel, heating the wort with the hot liquor tank instead of potentially scorching your wort with a rims tube. Uh, mm -hmm. We just felt good with the Herms system and it's been a good product line for us. People really like the ease of holding you know, recirculating their mash for an hour at the same temperature using an ex, you know, an exterior vessel. So, yep, the Herms is the only way we currently uh, sell that system. Oh, right on. So, what are some of the things that you find that homebrewers tend to, I guess, not take into consideration when they're going and looking at buying new gear? Because I know stainless steel is not the cheapest thing in the world, but if someone's looking at getting into it, what are some of the things they should consider? Yeah, I mean, it's ooh, that's a good question. A lot of it comes down to how serious are you about this hobby or does this hobby turn into a profession down the line? Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people that buy Spike know they're probably not going to have to buy equipment ever again. It, it should last a lifetime with the quality that we're putting into it. So, you know, it comes down to budget. It comes down to what's going to be best for your situation. Um, but we are lucky to work with home brewers and brewers of all different, you know, interests and how die, you know, how many times a month they're brewing. Um, so we've got something for everyone. It's, it really depends on how much are you willing to spend? How long are you planning to continue this pursuit? And um, kind of what are, you know, a lot of it comes down to your environment. Are you trying to brew outside? Are you in, 
you and I have to deal with the cold in the winter. Some mm-hmm. people have to deal with extreme heat in, in the south. Um, all these things are taken into consideration when you look at what's best for you. You know, on the fermentation side, I think temperature is such an important aspect. Where are you putting this vessel? Is it going to sit in your closet or can it be in the garage on temperature control? Um, so many things come into play. But what's fun about this is you can take it as far as you want. You know, if you want the Rolls Royce of a brewing system, if you check out our Instagram, there's customers that have wonderful basement breweries that are just gorgeous. And then mm-hmm. for some of us that want to just put it on a, you know, a propane burner in the garage and have a few beers with their buddies and make a quick beer, we can do that too. So yeah, my wife is already scared that my garage is slowly turning into a full-fledged brewery. So, you know, it is what it is. Yep, it happens quick. It happens to the best of us. Oh, yeah. So is there, any, I mean, I know with um, all the fermenters, you have the option for your temperature control uh, package, which is the, the, the coil, I believe, the penguin chiller, uh, the pumps, and everything else. Um is there, is there any way for people just to say if they already have what the, like a cooling system they want, is there any way for them just to get, say, like a glycol chiller or a chiller and the coils separately? Absolutely. We basically everything we sell at Spike is a la carte. So if you have, say, a controller already, we can offer a jacket, we can offer the temperature coil we make we weld in-house you know we talk about penguin a great partner of ours you can really use a cold water reservoir as well to get started you know the best of the best is going to be a glycol chiller but Mm. all the parts of the heating and cooling system are meant to be interchangeable so um absolutely we can you know if you're if you're only looking for heating that's an easy solution if you're looking for cooling it's a bit more intense but definitely that is absolutely my you know my biggest kind of recommendation is to make sure your beer can hold its temp in the fermenter is going to really take your beer to a new level um so okay so are there i know we kind of talked about this uh beforehand uh and because you said that there's um there's you're constantly doing updates upgrades to to things and i don't think there's anything out there right now but what would you like to see upgraded on any of the kit? Yeah, I mean, our engineering team is always busy, always working. And a lot of what we're doing is both looking towards the future, of course, based on customer demand. Um, what do the customers need next? What can be improved on in the market? How can we make it easier for new brewers to get into the space? I think that's one of the biggest pushes mm-hmm. for the company is how do we make this a little less daunting? It's a really fun hobby, but it's it can be difficult and it can be a lot of learning. Uh, there can be a lot of learning involved. So I think as we look forward, there's, there's some, there's always constant innovation on products that are already in our portfolio. How can we make them just a tick better or how could we make things a little bit easier? Um, For me, it's, you know, looking at, you know, I feel like we have quite a portfolio. There aren't many customers that reach out that we can't find something that works well for them. Mm -hmm. So um in the future, we've been lucky to work with so many nano breweries. I think they're looking for different uh, items. You know, when you're making a barrel of beer at a time, you're also making coffee, you're making food in the same building. I'm not sure where, you know, the future goes from here. But for me, I'm most excited about getting those people who've never made a beer in their life into this space. Um, okay. So, But the engineering team is always, always busy. It's 
there's a lot going on and hopefully we're able to kind of announce some of the fun stuff coming in the future here shortly. So I do have one suggestion on your flex, on the flex plus you have the uh, one and a half tri-clamp port that you put the thermal well, you should have another one offset from it where you can actually put your carb stone that way you have everything there. And then your ports up top can be left for other stuff. That is a good idea. That is certainly a good idea. So what I actually, what I would recommend is using, you know, so you've got your thermo well, say off to the left port, you could use the, the racking port or the drain port, that bottom right port, mm -hmm. you could throw your carb stone on there. So it's always submerged in beer. I wouldn't recommend putting it on the lid. I'd, I'd definitely make sure no. that carb stone is, is always uh, such a beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's great. Yeah. The, but people have always asked, can we add some more ports onto the flex? And it's like, we're going to run out of space here. This is only, a, you know, a two and a half to five gallon batch vessel. So yeah, exactly. Pretty soon it's going to look like a porcupine, but that is, you know, the more ports, the better. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's a thing. I mean, there's so many different ways to skin a cat and there are so many different options out there, but what I have found is that spike has had the best track record out of anything that I've been looking at. And before I went and pulled the trigger on getting the actual Flex Plus, I actually was weighing out between Flex and say a Spike fermenter. And I'm just like, just for the easy use and everything else, Spike has got, got it hands down. So kudos to you guys. You guys make phenomenal products. I'm really happy with the flex plus that I have, I'm probably going to be upgrading to the uh, three port lid very soon, because I guess when I got mine, it hadn't, which was this past February, they hadn't been uh, sent out with the three port lid yet. So I have to get the three port lid. So, cause I want to get a dry hopper for the top port. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Good idea. The, the three port lid is really, really convenient. Certainly uh, would love to see it with the three port lid. And especially if you're doing dry hopping things along, you know, different, various different processes just gives you the peace of mind that you've got enough ports to work with. So has there been anything that's happened with anything that you've, uh, people have, have contacted you about and you're like, well, that's not what it was intended to do. Oh, I mean, um, you know, if we talk specifically about brewers, you know, we, we do caution, you know, some sorts of pressure fermentation, making sure you're safe. That is one of the, one of the reasons we went with the three port lid is just to make sure mm -hmm. we're giving the, the beer room to breathe if it were to really take off. Um, but I've seen it all, you know, you've seen these pictures on Instagram of people with like, you know, five different butterfly valves on the lid of their, their fermenter with various dry hops. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see what people come up with. Um, you know, we've got people using our kettles, for example, for coffee, tons of elderberry producers, hot sauce, barbecue, beard wow. oil, just crazy things. Um, it's, it's certainly, you know, we just, I can think of like dairy and here in the Midwest dairy producers and things. So it's, um, it's interesting what people are trying to do with the equipment, but it's always fun to be a part of kind of a, a new idea every day. So yeah, that's cool. Cause I do know, cause it's funny you say dairy. Cause there's a, there's a, a distillery out here called uh, dairy distillery where they actually take uh, milk sugar and make vodka and stuff out of it. Wow. That's, that's interesting. So I'm kind of curious what kind of system they're using. If it's yeah. uh, so so is there any chance that you guys might be coming out with the parts to do distilling with any of your gear? Cause I know with, I think the grandfather and also the Bruzilla from Kegland, 
you can buy the parts to do stills with them. Yeah, I mean, as of as of today, no real plans. But truthfully, the demand on our end hasn't been too high. Okay. Now, could that be because you know it's a new play, it's a new space? Yeah. And I'm not too sure, but uh, we don't have a ton of demand. But if the demand is there, I'm sure our team would look into it down the road. Okay. So, oh, my goodness, it's. <laughs> I'm having a hard time finding the questions to ask because we we covered a lot of stuff last time. It's it's just nice hearing that a, a really cool North American company is doing so well. Um, you guys have a great track record. Um, now, there are some things that are available in the states that aren't available here in Canada because I do I do think it's partially because. Uh, they're not certified. So if there's something you have that's not certified um, for the electrical here in Canada, which is weird because it's the same the same voltage across North America, uh, is it is it still okay for someone to have an electrician who can uh, certify and then use it? Or do you recommend just hold out until it gets certified for Canada? Yeah, so we found that basically it's, you know, in Canada specifically, it's region by region. We have breweries, home brewers of all types using our equipment, electrical equipment in Canada. It's not a, you know, something we're shying away from. It's certainly great to check in with your local electrician. Here, we'll, we have the exact specs of everything that we can give. And uh, we're lucky to work with hundreds of brewers in Canada. So, you know, we've teamed up with Toronto Brewing in Canada as our, our chief retailer. They do an impeccable job shipping across the the country and then we you know we largely work directly with breweries for example mm -hmm. on the nano side so we absolutely can work with canada and we love to it's uh, we've got a pretty good system down for shipping north and luckily we're just over the border so shipping's not too bad either so no we we absolutely love working with those in canada so that's awesome because i do i think i mentioned last time is that down in kingston there's the kingston brewery and they went from the old copper system to a fully full-fledged electric spike system. And I think you mentioned you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was uh, a while back. So glad to, glad to see some new kind of pilot recipes coming off of that system. That's been a pretty, pretty large business opportunity for us as those with larger systems looking to make one-off beers and be creative with their recipe on a smaller scale. It's been a really neat, neat piece of the puzzle for us. Mm -hmm. so, so I do have a question. I mean, I, I know you can use the flex as a bright tank and all of that. Is there anything possibly coming down the line for maybe a potential bright tank from Spike? Yeah, right now, I mean, I have a lot of customers using just Unitanks as, you know, pseudo bright tanks because it largely, you know, we're able to cold crash, thing. we're able to pressurize yeah. and, you know, to have a vessel when you're dealing with smaller, I understand it fully when you're at 20 barrels or so, let's say to have a, a carbonation or kind of cleaning tank. But at this scale, each fermenter is so valuable to have fermenting beer inside of it. So right now, I don't know that we have plans for a bright, but also the demand there again has been pretty low on our end. Okay. Okay. So is there anything that you want to mention to anybody or they think something that you think we should know? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is we are driven at Spike, you know, we, we're driven by customer feedback. So if there are things that people want, I would absolutely push you to reach out. That's the only way we're going to, we're going to know that it's needed in the market. And, uh, 
we do all we can to be, you know, around in the market, understand what customers want, what understand what the future of this space looks like. And so I'm just, uh, especially being on the customer side of the business, I, I always look for feedback from customers and let us know if we can help kind of make your next brewing upgrade come true. Like we talked about in Canada, always reach out to Toronto mm-hmm. Brewing. There are, are absolute partners in Canada and they'll, they'll take care of you right away as oh, well. So Zach and those guys are fantastic. Absolutely. So I do have a quick, one quick question for you um, for your solo. Now you have the, the, um, the control panel off this one side. So why didn't you have like the control panel for the solo integrated with it? Just to keep costs as low as we could. I mean, um, integrated within, you know, I've seen issues with other similar products because they're all integrated. So mm-hmm. if, if my controller were to fail for some reason, I can swap it out in the next day. You don't have to give me your whole vessel back. Um, yeah. We're just modular. It's like, we've seen a lot of really neat things from other companies, but proprietary parts are not something that we're fond of. We would rather keep you brewing with, you know, parts that you can replace on your own potentially. So we never, I don't think we ever really gave it any thought. We see them as separate units, right? We have a company that specializes in electrical. We specialize in steel. Mm -hmm. Our engineers specialize in process and innovation. And together we make hopefully one good product from those areas. Your products are fantastic. I mean, uh, before, uh, before I actually decided I wasn't going to go forward, I was in touch with Spike to look at getting maybe a 20 gallon system. But I was like, all right, I have the cash. I'm going to pull the pin on it. And then it's just like, well, I have to rewire it from my garage to my panel. And I just, I didn't have the cash to re- to, to string the wiring. I'm like, oh, so it's going to have to wait. But eventually that is something I'm going to work towards. Yeah, it's, I was reluctant as well, but, you know, being able to brew on our few breweries here at work, the electric is a time saver and you're never going to run out of electricity in the middle of a brew day like you can with propane, but it's certainly, there's a cost to to think about. Oh yeah. I mean, between the wiring, the circuit, the electrician, I was like, ah, eventually it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. But I think we covered pretty much everything we did last time. Is there anything else you want to say or do? No, I really appreciate it. And certainly look forward to coming back when we've got some uh, new products coming down the line. I'd love to share them here first. So be a busy next uh, 18 months. I'll tell you that. And excited to continue trying to grow the homebrewing space together. If we can get more brewers in the space is my push. And um, it's, it seems like a lot of new brewers coming in over the last year, which is great. Oh yeah, this year has been fantastic for homebrewers. Uh, I have seen a lot more people come into uh, the community, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to say thanks to Ryan for being on the show. Um, if you guys need any information, these are the guys to talk to for stainless steel equipment. Honestly, uh, they are fantastic. They're timely, and they are more than helpful to help you find the right system that fits your needs. Um, by far, they're, at least I find, they're the most act, proactive guys. If you reach out to them on Instagram or through their, their website, by far, customer services, second to none. Guys, go check these guys out, Spike Brewing Equipment, uh, and also spikebrewing.com. You can find them at, on Instagram. They are fantastic. Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show. and. We'll have to stay in touch because there's, there's, I might want to pick your brain on some stuff. Yeah, I'd love to. 
reach out anytime and i certainly appreciate you having us on dan okay so thanks a lot to to ryan and guys this is dan thanks a lot for coming along for a beer or two along the way and i'll see you on the other side okay hang tight ryan <laughs>